Hey everyone, welcome to Schoolhouse, where we believe every parent has what it takes to help their child learn. We're here to give you practical tips and encouragement so you can be a confident learning coach. This is the space where school and house meet. I'm your co-host, Mary Stackhouse, and I'm joined by our host, Dr. Erica Carr, and we're going to spend some time today talking about an important topic, the emotional side of learning. Erica, can I just start by telling you what comes to my mind when we say the emotional side of learning? Yes, of course. What does this mean to you? Okay, so I am immediately thinking about a time when I got a paperback and there was red ink all over it. I was practically in tears because I was so embarrassed and I was horrified that my classmates might have seen all those red marks. That is a classic example I bet many of us can relate to, Mary. So thank you for sharing that experience. Like most people, when we dig up those old learning wounds, we can almost see ourselves right back in the classroom or maybe the living room. And sometimes we even relive the emotional reaction all over again. So true. Your example is also interesting because it reminds me of the day that I intentionally stopped using a red pen to grade my students' work. I had a seventh grade student very nicely ask, can you use green pen to grade my paper? And at first the request seemed odd. Then he told me that red ink made him feel bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. So of course I could have stood my ground and said, I'm sorry, I use red ink. You're going to have to deal with it. But a red pen wasn't worth damaging a relationship Mm -hmm. with my student and potentially damaging his learning momentum. So I started using purple, blue, and green. After all, my comments on my students' papers were intended to help them get better not to make them shut down. Now, this doesn't mean that every teacher should not use red ink. This is just my experience with recognizing a small change that could reduce negative emotions for my group of learners. That is such a good point. Okay, so we have both talked about the power of the pen when it comes to emotional responses to learning. Why is learning such an emotional experience? Well, think about it. Learning leaves us wide open. We are vulnerable for two reasons. We either don't know what we don't know, or we do know what we don't know. And let's take your example. You probably gave that paper all your effort. You had no idea that it wasn't up to standard. You didn't know what you didn't know. In other words, you were unconsciously unskilled. Then take the example of my student. He was probably very aware that he didn't have it all figured out and was attempting to lessen the sting of what he knew would be corrections to his work. So he knew what he didn't know. He was consciously unskilled. When children are learning, adults, especially parents, have an intense responsibility to support their emotions. We need them to work through the phases of learning to move from not knowing to the place of knowing. That's so good. So how do parents support these emotions in their kids? Well, let your children know that it's okay to not have all the answers. Reassure them that learning is all about going from that place of not knowing to knowing. You can also let them know that it's okay to make mistakes. Not only that it's okay, but that some of the best learning moments occur when we don't get it right the first time. Mm Mm-hmm. Point out times when you have gotten it wrong and how you learned from that mistake. And I can imagine that might be a really hard step for some of our listeners. As a parent, isn't it easier when we're always right? Well, of course we want to be always right. But there is a difference between having to be right all the time and actually being right. Mm -hmm. We all mess up probably more times than we get it right. And as a parent, we can set our children up for knowing how to appropriately process and learn from our setbacks and mistakes by being real about our own. So what does that look like in action? 
Well, it can be as easy as apologizing to your child when you realize you've been wrong. When you're willing to apologize to your child, you're doing two things. First, you're showing your child how to recognize when they're wrong, and you're teaching them how to own it and move forward. You can Mm. also help them recognize what they learned from a mistake by asking questions like, what did you learn from this experience or what will you do next time? You can even share your own story of a mistake, but also what you learned from that mistake and how you are moving forward. So model that thinking for your child. You can also help them move through the emotions of learning by explaining how you tackle new challenges. So you might say things like, well, I've never done this before and I'm not exactly sure what to do, but here is what I think I'll try first. So sharing those moments of your own learning and insecurities will help your child realize that these emotions are normal and an important part of the learning process. That is so good. Yes. Having your emotional support as they learn will also help them grow more mature as learners. And take your example, Mary. As you got older and more accustomed to receiving marks on your paper, were you better able to use those comments and marks to actually improve? Oh, definitely. It took me a while to realize that the teacher's feedback is actually valuable because it's there to help me. So I did eventually realize that and started to use that feedback to get better. That's right. And the more support our children get from us as parents to process their emotions, the faster they mature as learners. Oh, thank you, Erica. That is so good and so true about all the emotions that we go through when we're learning new things or being judged on our performance. It's hard not to know something and especially hard when you know that you don't know. So any final thoughts on supporting the emotional side of learning? Yes, there's one more thing that I think might help parents when children are emotional about learning. Let's say your child is stuck on an assignment and starting to get worked up about it. The first thing you can do is look over the assignment, make sure you know what the child is being asked to do. Then, with an even and calm voice and approach, start to ask some questions. So you can ask if they understand what they're supposed to do, help them get clear about what they need to do. This will often resolve the issue. You can ask questions like, where can you find information to help you? Where do you think the teacher wants you to look to find information? Are there notes that you can look over? Or is there a book that we can look at together? So try to ask questions that will help your child see the clear path to getting unstuck. Your calm support will reduce their anxiety, which will help them move forward toward a solution. So many great examples here on how you can have that conversation. Thank you, Erica. Yeah, we know when we're stressed, it's hard to think clearly about a logical situation. Well, for all the parents listening, be on the lookout for emotional reactions when your child is learning and help them recognize how they can use that situation to move forward. And as always, we'd love to hear from you guys. Email us your question at schoolhouse at and it might be featured on a future episode. That schoolhouse at S-T-U-D-E-R-E-D-U-C-A-T-I-O-N.com. And if you have a parent friend who could use these tips, be sure to share this episode with them. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next time at The Schoolhouse.